T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to the second guest show. Mike Detail, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby A. Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. Bobby J. and I will be on until 6.30 tonight, and then we'll throw it to the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Special edition of that show tonight, Mike Hoss, along with Saints Executive Vice President, General Manager Mickey Loomis, and Darren Rizzi, Saints Special Teams Coach, considered league-wide as one of the, the best special team coaches in the National Football League. And then at 7.30, throw it back to the Silver Slipper. Bobby J. and I will do an extra half hour here at the Silver Slipper Casino. On our Oakland Heart, Jew, uh, <laughs> Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, we got on with this Ali Cosell. Ali covers the... Uh, New Orleans Pelicans, and, uh, man, I got some smoke got into my mouth, so uh, I'll work around it. TheBirdRights.com. Ollie, thanks so much for joining us. Man, it can't end like it did the last time against the Grizzlies, Ollie. It just can't happen. Uh, you saw John Moran just basically take over late in the game. Man, anybody else but Morant, uh, so to speak. But uh, this will be an interesting matchup tonight. Yeah, the Pelicans owe Memphis Grizzlies one, right? I mean, they basically handed over a certain win. You're up by 24 points. It's John Moran's first game back, and you could tell. The team, the Grizzlies team was having issues, right, figuring out certain things. That's why they fell behind so much. But the Pelicans let them back in the game, and, of course, they handed it over down the stretch. Didn't do a good job of even guarding John Morant one-on-one, right? You knew who was going to get the ball, and they couldn't get it out of his hand when, uh, like I said, the clutch minutes hit. And so the Pelicans, they have been playing well. But then combined with that loss and then now this loss to Houston, that's been kind of two bad losses for this team, right? They're both coming at home. And both of these teams, they were on the second night of back-to-back. So Pelicans lost a bit of an opportunity to move up in the standings, right? But, hey, you get to face the same team where you got one of those losses against just a week later. So hopefully, like I said, this team's going to be ready and they'll play for 48 minutes. Now, uh, Ali, you talk about playing the entire game. Uh, I'm looking at the Rockets that outscored uh, the Pels 28-17 to 17 in the final 12 minutes. And then I'm looking at uh, what uh, New Orleans shot 8 of 31 from three-point territory. And then it went uh, 20 of 29 at the free throw line. You know, you always look at how you're jacking it up, three-point territory. But also the free throw, uh, throw line uh, comes about... Uh, you know, the combination of outside missed shots and free throws, uh, that could be an Achilles heel. Now, uh, it was going back and forth with the Rockets. Uh, neither team led by more than seven points at any time. 
So uh, you think we're going to win or not, but you can't get outscored down the stretch 28-17 to 17, like they did against Houston. And and uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Alperin Sengun, Sengun, uh, Sengun, what he scored, a game-high 37 points. I'm like, yeah. what? Uh, fans will be like, who in the hell is this guy uh, that scores 37 points? You would think you'd have an answer for that. He was the best player in the game, right? Yeah, he's from Turkey, uh, Bobby. And Alperin Sengun is how you say his name. It took me a, probably a couple of years to get that down. But look, he overwhelmed the Pelicans when Jonas was out there, when he wasn't out there. And, of course, Jonas picking up his sixth foul really hurt, right? But once he had to leave the game, the Pelicans didn't have a legitimate backup center to go to. No Larry Nance, no Cody Zeller. So they were undersized and trying to battling, you know, that guy as well as keeping Houston off the boards and, Again, the Pelicans, they had all the opportunities in that game. You know, if, if you rebound the ball better, as you mentioned, shoot the free throws better, right? Do, do something a little bit better, and you're likely going to go away with a win. But the thing that stands out to me, Bobby, is the fact that this team, for some reason, and I'm glad you brought up Sangoon, as to where Houston found something that worked, like the last three or four minutes, the Pelicans once again did not in a close game. And, and that's a become, becoming a kind of a problem. Right In past years, we've seen Brandon Ingram become actually a very good clutch time scorer. Uh, even going back to the playoffs against the Suns, for some reason it hasn't worked out this year. Zion can't do it either. CJ hasn't really risen to the occasion. I mean, look, the Pelicans had three key turnovers in the last four minutes of the game. So you can't play that badly in, in the final few minutes of a game and expect to win. I don't know how they're going to clean it up, but they've got to play better really all around, right? You've got to be able to control the glass, limit your opponent to one shot. Go to your strengths, right? Get Brandon in the mid-range or wherever he likes the ball. Same thing with your other guys. For some reason, they just haven't been able to do it, but they got to figure it out quick. You know, uh, Ali, uh, obviously you want to stay healthy. I look at December versus January, and we're right on the cusp of going into January. Boy, I think we've been we hell in, Jan- in December, but what are we going to do in January? And I'm looking at right now, the Pels have a 17 and 13 record at the 30-game mark, and 9-6 and six at the Smoothie King Center. But uh, they play their next four games at home uh, in the Smoothie King Center. Uh, come on, we got to take care of business at the Smoothie King Center. Uh, would you agree with that? I think you would. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, last season the Pelicans did really well at home, uh, getting, what was that, I think about 24, 27 wins or something like that against uh, a lot fewer losses. And that's what you've got to do. If you're a good team, you've got to do several things. One of them, of course, is winning at home. So the Pelicans, they start off the year well, uh, but, you know, they've lost these last couple that really, you know, they, they bother me, <laughs> Bobby. You felt like this team had turned a corner. They're playing much better all around, but suddenly, you know, against teams that you feel like you should win or beat, especially here at home, you don't. You give up both of those games in the final few minutes. So this is where you've got to take advantage of a softer schedule, when you have almost everybody healthy, right? Really only Larry Nance is the one they're missing. So when you know you're going to have Zion or B.I. or somebody miss some games down the road, you at least have gone through this stretch where you've had everybody healthy and you build up some wins, right? CJ talked about stacking wins. And right now you wish they would do a little bit more of that. But, hey, they've got an opportunity. Four more home games and including a very big one on Sunday coming up against the Lakers. Uh, Ali, I don't know if you can be objective of this, uh, considering how much you covered NBA and the Pels, but uh, who won Christmas Day? Did the NBA or the NFL? 
No, no, no. Think about that. That's the easy one. No, 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 no. I don't know what Ali. I mean, I mean, when you look at it, you got significant NBA games, and you look at the NFL. How that's really been NBA territory. When you're talking about Christmas Day, Ali, how did you view what occurred yesterday? Ali, do like I did. I had. Both games on at the same time. I got a couple TVs in my in my but, living but, room, but, 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 but yeah. not everybody's like that. I get it. Uh, yeah, but who who no, won? I'll tell you what. Yeah, to answer your question, I actually watch both sports. Right, I know a lot of the other NBA guys. They did the same thing because it was both great football, you know, at times, and just like great NBA games. So you didn't want to miss either one. So I thought it was a hit for both. Right? Why do I got to pick one? I think NBA and the NFL can both own the day. Right? I mean, it was that's what you want, right? It's the holidays. You want to the good games, and I thought we got it. Yeah, because uh, when you consider the market, I mean, come on, there's enough uh, uh, the viewership out there that, uh, you know, you can go back and forth. You don't have to stay on one. But uh, to me, uh, some people are so why is the NFL uh, creeping in on NBA territory? I go, you hear well, the why? cash register ring in the background? Uh, uh, well, why, why. well, why not? I'm a capitalist. <laughs> I mean, come on. And, uh, and whatever works. <laughs> guys, this just got released. The Ravens 49ers game last night. 27 million people watched it. Wow. It's the second most watched Monday night football game in 27 years. Hello. Man. Wow. NBA honestly can't compete with those numbers. So that, that, that got a number. Ali, <laughs> <laughs> um, looking past this game, and the one team that's been a pain in the Yachta Bay uh, to the Pelicans has been the damn Jazz. And everybody, you know, they'll call in or they'll text. Why does why they they match up well against the Pelicans? Listen, like that in other sports too. Why a certain team doesn't match up against another team? I can't explain it. So I'll ask you: Why has it really been so difficult for the Pelicans when they played the Jazz? The easiest answer for me, honestly, is the Pelicans haven't played well when they faced Utah. Right, the two games they played in Utah earlier this season, where they lost both of them. They weren't playing good basketball back then, and that's when they were really struggling to win on the road, right? So, again, if the Pelicans had basically faced Utah, I think at two other different times of the year, uh, would they have been playing better ball? That wouldn't have happened. But that goes back to last season, too. And, again, the Utah Jazz, for whatever reason, they are a bit of a mismatch kind of uh, for the Pelicans to handle, right? They've got some veterans on that squad like Jordan Clarkson, Kelly Olynyk. Uh, previously they had Mike Conley, like last year, the Pelicans really had to deal with a lot of good guys, right? Now they're role players on other teams, but this team still is a decent, formidable team, right? I mean, they, they're, they're creeping up, right? They're, they're, they're ahead of Memphis right now. They're just nipping on the heels of golden state. So it's, it's not a terrible team, but I get your point, Mike, this, this is a team that the Pelicans should probably beat at least twice every year. And, and they can't do it. it. Like you said, there's always a team or two that can give a better team problems. And this, I guess this is the one for the Pels. <laughs> now, uh, you know, Ali, I trust your opinion. You know, the game changes uh, uh, from, you know, year to year, a decade to decade. How many, uh, like in a wheelhouse, how many uh, 33 point attempts, uh, like, uh, like uh, three point attempts is good? 30, 40, or, or, or what is it? Because you look at different teams, like, man, they might jack it up every shot. Yeah. I mean, it's all—it's almost like, I mean, I don't know. Uh, is this what we want in basketball? But what's your opinion on that? Because it seems like, uh, you know, when you break it down, three versus two and all that, 
that uh, maybe it has not necessarily a bad forming when you bring it down from uh, when you're analyzing it. But uh, what's your take on that? Because sometimes I look at it like at our Sea World, uh, we got to have more three point attempts. And obviously, you want to make them. Uh, but uh, look, we made them, but we didn't shoot enough three pointers. What's your take on that? Yeah, so the Pelicans, they've, since Willie Green's arrived, they haven't either shot the ball well or not shot enough, or sometimes both. And so this year, I think they're shooting pretty well, but they're not shooting enough. And I think, honestly, there's an advantage to be had there. And you see the better teams around the league doing that. Like, for instance, Dallas, Boston, they picked up on what Golden State was doing for years and said, look, we might as well shoot threes instead of twos, like to your point, because it's worth more. And I, I think that's helping, right, some of these better teams in getting more wins, simply because they're taking the better, smarter shots. Now, personally, I don't like the three-point shot. It's become too important. I think it's taken away a lot of the strategies in the game tour. Now, you're really only looking at three areas to get to as a coach. Shoot the three ball. Take it inside because that's still the best, right? If you look at points per shot, you want to get to the rim because those go in more frequently, even if they're contested. And the third thing is free throws. So, yeah, for me, the game used to be a lot more beautiful to watch, right? There was actual plays being run, and you could utilize more of the floor. Now you see a lot of these teams, they just stand in one part or just try and attack one part and just basically ignore everything else. And I'll tell you what, it's become kind of a bland game, right? Depending on who you watch. Like, the Pelicans aren't there yet, but there's some teams, like I said, the Bostons, the Golden States, they, they either want to get to the free-throw line or shoot those threes unless they can get some layups. And, and that's just boring brand of basketball. But unfortunately, I think it's here to stay, guys, because the way the rules are shaped and, and now how important every possession is, right? You've got all these guys, analytical guys, counting every shot. It's important to shoot more threes, right? So that's why I think a lot of fans want to see the Pelicans shoot more, but it does take away from the, from the, you know, the pleasure of the aesthetics of what we used to watch, say, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Ali, thanks so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. Always enjoy your insights, buddy. Thank you. Thanks, Ali. Absolutely, guys. Have a good one. All righty. Ali Cosell, editor-in-chief of thebirdrights.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.